4: Good afternoon. Welcome to the punters, mate. On this February already, Friday the third of February, two thousand and twenty-three. As usual, my co-host is Sam Hyland. Sam, good afternoon to you. Hello, Chris. Oh Yeah, it was a big, big week of racing, and we've got another big weekend of racing
1: ahead of us, haven't we? Every day
4: is a big week of day of racing, isn't
1: it? It is. It is. And and I tell you what, it's been a bit hot. It's been a bit hot <laughs> this week. Muggy, uh, isn't in it? In
4: Bris Vegas.
1: So uh, yeah, keep keep the fluids up.
4: As a Mexican. As we are, yes. How have you gone with the uh, you got the air conditioner on at home? Yes, yeah, yes, been on non stop,
1: it's been on flat out, flat out, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, we, we have the aircon going uh, all the time, and so it's uh, so do we, it uh, yeah, it's 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 tell you what, and I'm just just looking for a nice and it's predicted a nice shower tonight would be no. ideal for my lawn, keep
4: my lawn in. In good order, Chris. I know, I know the feeling. Uh, You need to keep it nice and green. I don't want too many showers. The Sunshine Coast rates uh, later today or tonight, and it's a good meeting there. So if it could come after that. And a lot of the times, as we know, in Queensland, it does rain during the night, and it's okay during the day. So let's hope that happens. But, uh, yes, it's certainly certainly very, very muggy uh, today, and tomorrow's going to be the same. We'll get a little bit of a reprieve, I think, in the early hours of uh, Sunday with a bit of... uh, Bit of a breeze change. It'd be nice. Now, what have you been up to this week, Sammy? And the they tell me you tipped a twenty-nine dollar winner on Trackside. Uh, I did.
1: Uh had a bit of luck there. And uh we actually had a bit of luck right throughout the week, which has uh just been fantastic. So we hope we continue that with with uh, Trackside. I'm actually on uh tonight after this show with uh Damo Watson and I will do Mooney Valley and the Sunny Coast. So hopefully uh We'll be loaded with winners. I'm sure uh, we'll have a bit of luck somewhere, have somewhere you, uh, around the
4: place. But have you uh, finalised your Sunshine Coast tips yet? No, okay, I have right. not. All right. I have not. I won't not. ask you about
1: but, those. But, uh, uh, yeah, just, just uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday trackside with uh, Miles. Tags has had a week off, so he's uh, fresh, freshening up. I know. I said this. <laughs> I said this. I, said this. I d- actually said this to... Uh, our good mate, John Dinham, who uh, Tags and I are obviously both good mates with him, and uh, I uh, dids was was out for lunch with Tags at the Emerald uh, on uh, Thursday, and uh, I said, Tags, Tags, just, he, he's like uh, one week on, one week on. Yeah. He's, he's like fly in, fly yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, it's like he's in the
4: mines. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, some news for the week. Gy- Gypsy Goddess, our Oaks winner from last winter, of course, trained by David Van Dyke, has been sold to Japan uh, as a broodmare, Sam. So no more Gypsy Goddess. She's had some uh, uh, difficulties, um, respiratory difficulties, and they didn't want to race her again. So she'll stand next to a uh, stable mate, or would have been a stable mate if they raced at the same time, uh, Yankee Rose. Who of course, won a ran third in a Cox Plate and won, was it a Spring Champion? Might have run a Spring Champion, yeah. something along those lines, but uh, was a Group 1 winner. Uh, the Jewel Meeting. The jewel meeting that's usually held at the Gold Coast uh, each and every year, well, obviously it's not going to be held at the Gold Coast this year because uh, of the track renovation. So the jewel meeting will be held at Doombin this year, and that is on March the 18th. So it'll be a big day with those two half-million-dollar feature races. So that's coming up soon enough, as everything seems to be, Sam. Party for two. Uh, the two-year-old, trained by Damien Batters, who's been very impressive at its last two wins, is uh, heading off to Melbourne for the Blue Diamond, has landed safely and I think is uh, stabled out at Cranbourne. Uh So settled in well. Uh, Tony Gollans' team is starting to uh, rev up and head south for the, uh, the well, I was going to say the spring, but it's actually the autumn. He's got the usual culprits going down in uh, Baller, who he said on his uh, social media uh, little podcast this week was... Uh, in better nick than he was in the spring when he won down the Flemington Strait. So, oh, wow. baller and Zeus style. They had a jump out on Tuesday. They both jumped out well. Vega 1 will be heading down. Isotope, Natuno, and Halal, who was formerly with uh, Team Hawks. Wow, cheers. He's now with Tony Gollan.
1: That's uh, that's great
4: that, uh, you know, well, there's a few stables
1: up here, isn't there, that, uh, that are obviously uh, had good success throughout the spring and then uh, making their way down to Melbourne for the autumn. I, i seriously. I think uh, that skirt the law. It is. It is an absolute jet. Woods and, going down, obviously. Uh, and uh, you know, I honestly reckon. Uh, you know, if it was trained by Gay Waterhouse, it'd be three dollars in the Golden Slipper. Yeah. But y- you know what I mean? It's. I. Uh, it's. I'm telling you, it's a. It's a serious galloper. And you know, we saw that. I was confident going into that Magic Millions race with that horse, and uh, didn't surprise me. She won like she did. She's a good bit of stuff.
4: Well, considering she hadn't raced for seven weeks or, something, or six weeks, it's a hell of an effort. Now, she's had a week off, uh, and she uh, was in a bit of track work at Doombin on, uh, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, and she uh, raced down the outside fence with Isotope, and there was little between them. So, uh, yeah, they're both in good nick, and Skirtle Law obviously will head to uh, to Sydney for the Golden Slipper. So they're the Golan runners. Now, of course, we've also got plenty of runners from the... O'Day Hoisted Stable, who have already made it down south, and they're not far away. Uh, The usual suspects there, Uncommon James shooting for gold and Scallopini. Now, we will be chatting uh, to Matty Hoisted uh, later on in the show. We'll find out how those horses have settled in in Melbourne and what their immediate plans will be, but uh, he'll go around the Oakley Plate, Uncommon James um, semi, and he'd be a great chance. I've
1: heard he's trialled really well, uh, and yeah, so uh, that's good, and yeah, I I reckon it's it's going to be interesting this autumn carnival. I wonder if you know it's um they're a bit thin on the ground for for good horses down south. They as far, are, aren't they? As far as um you know, where Cam Luke uh, asked myself and Tom Papley yesterday about you know what were what good horses what were the best horses going into the autumn and well, and on. i and i said animo and then it's daylight like i mean honestly where where are all the other good horses you
4: know? i was going to ask you if you found a spot for alligator blood
1: uh no i didn't he's <laughs> i knew you would he's a uh, yeah he's a great miler great <laughs> miler uh, well, i thought
4: you were bagging animo this time
1: when you bagging yeah. animo last year I wasn't bagging. Well, not it, bad. Just
4: I, thought he was a bit overrated. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. fair call. Fair call. But yeah. uh, but you know what? That's uh, yeah. It's hey, I, I just don't think there's a lot around. No, it you isn't. I, I don't think there's a lot around, and uh, well, I I seriously think that skirt the law and and. Uh, our other old mate, Yellow Brick. I, I reckon they're going to have a presence. So. Well, he's
4: heading towards uh, the Stradbroke, Yellow Brick. I think. Is I don't he? think he's going yep. south. Okay, he's not going south. Yeah, no, they'll keep him for the Stradbroke. So we'll be able to uh, load up on him when he uh, when he nominates for that race. But uh, yeah, I, th- I I agree with you. I think the uh, the intent the, the Queensland horses. Sorry, will will fare well during the um during the carnivals in Melbourne and Sydney. Uh, Robbie Fred, who we had on the show last week, Sammy, and it was a great chat. Robbie Fred really enjoyed that one. Uh, we asked him what he was going to do going forward, and he said, oh, "I've got a few ideas, but nothing really planned." Well, he didn't tell us that uh, Tony gollan uh, called him, obviously after listening to our interview with him, of course, and uh, wants to get him to uh, to mentor some of uh, some of the jockeys, and he, he's going to be a mentor for Anne's Jones. Wow! So uh, that, that's James Winks stuff. Yeah, that's,
1: uh, Winksy does that down in Melbourne, and uh, does a great job of it, and uh, uh, you know, sort of really. Uh, well, focuses on on him, the jockeys that he has on his books uh, with their rides and sort of just helping them. Uh, I suppose with in all aspects, form and, yep. um, and probably fitness and every everything about uh, that goes into being a jockey. He was a a great jockey himself, and, and uh, yeah, obviously uh, Robbie Fred doing the same. And Angela Jones, she's a great talent. Uh, yeah. Still got the two kilo claim and. And just uh, she doesn't, uh, yeah, not often that she does a lot wrong. So uh, uh, she's got a, a huge future ahead of her.
4: She has. So, as I mentioned, today's guest, Matty Hoisted, will come up later in the show. Chris Anderson we're going to speak to very shortly. Now, I wanted to chat to Chris because he's opened up a satellite stable up uh, up north uh, for some of his horses that may not cut it in uh, in southeast Queensland. So I'd just like to know uh, from Chris, you know, how he does that, what's involved, uh, how many horses he'll have up there, et cetera, et cetera. Because, Sammy, I, I think that that area up there, central north Queensland, if you've got a horse that can't quite cut it in, uh, in, in Brisbane, you can do well prize money-wise up there.
1: It's a fantastic idea, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm obviously good mates with uh, Nathan Grubby Day who does the bulk of his riding uh, up North. So I, yep. you know, I watch a, a lot of racing, uh, up North and it's obviously when I'm doing trackside, it's, uh, yeah, we focus on those races and it's, uh, yeah, like you say, it's, it's, there's a, a big pool of horses up there and, and horses that are just not up quite up to scratch, uh, down here in Brisbane, they can go up there and, and clean up. And can. the
4: prize money's good. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay, uh, racing in Queensland over the weekend. Of course, we race at the Sunshine Coast tonight. Gee, I've got a good thing there, Sam. Oh, I don't want to influence chips you, in. that's all. Chips in. Yeah, well, the last chips in I had didn't uh, fire. In fact, I haven't been firing very well lately, so I need to turn the corner. Uh, we race at uh, the Sunshine Coast tonight. We race at Eagle Farm tomorrow. We're well, on a good track, no matter what the weather does. We're we'll going around on the Polly track again. Uh, at the Gold Coast, be the second meeting there tomorrow. Gibbo will be on uh, later in the show. He'll give us all his tips for the Gold Coast. We race at Cairns, and we race at Toowoomba on uh, Saturday night. You Toowoomba guilty. is back, so don't forget to tune in to the Darling Download tomorrow morning on SEN Track at what seven o'clock, seven a.m. for the Darling Download. Be great listen there. And uh, Sunday we race at the at the Sunshine Coast again. Sorry, so we're backing up at the Sunshine Coast. So a big weekend of racing. In Queensland, as usual, and Queensland's best and largest stelling facility, and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter is, of course, AQUIS. Always love chatting to Chris Anderson, and I noted during the week that uh, he's opened up a, a satellite stable uh, in central Central North Queensland. Well, a long way from here, anyway. So I thought we'd uh, grab Chris and have a chat to him about that, and of course some of his runners as well. But before we do that, Sam, uh, I believe Chris has just come out of the gym. He's doing a bit of boxing now. Is that right?
2: Uh morning, or shall I say afternoon, gents? Uh, yes, I am. I, I am. I, I don't know if you'd call it boxing, but uh, I'm doing something in a boxing gym.
1: Well, you're you're with the big hitters down at Fortitude <laughs> Valley Boxing Gym. Uh, I know, Steve and Greg, uh, a few of the boys that get in there. And obviously, uh, Damien Mayfield-Smith. Now, he's a big hitter down there, Chris.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, full of Australian champions. And then you've got a big a, 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 a battler like me, trying to get in and amongst it. But no, in all seriousness, I'm I'm trying to lose weight, and uh, I, I think um, a lot of thirty and forty and fifty and sixty year old blokes can probably resonate with me. When you give away competitive sport, yeah, yeah, you live a, a life not doing too much activity. It's um, now to the stage where I saw my doctor, and he said you got to start to do a bit because it's going to catch up with you in ten years. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll get back to it. And we'll try and lose a few pounds and be a touch healthier as you know sam racing is just relentless and it never stops and yeah uh, yeah i'm just going to try and force my time to do it and i'm really enjoying it to be honest
4: well it's hard when you've got a family as well i mean it's not as if you're just on your own and you can just you know suddenly go and do something exercise wise it's not just you is it
2: no that's so true and you know i've got a wife that works full time i've got three kids yeah they go to three different schools they all play sport they've got training before and after school and some nights i'm not home till you know, 9:30 after their training session uh, concludes. So, yeah, it's pretty demanding uh, what I do and uh, time management. Yeah, you've just got to be so on top of it, otherwise you're you, you're in trouble. So, uh, anyway, um, I'm sure most people listening have got the same challenges and. Um, yeah, I'm very blessed to have three beautiful kids too. So certainly not complaining about it, that's for sure.
1: And it's fair to say that uh it's you know, it's it's a hectic lifestyle being a horse trainer and then obviously, uh, as you say, you have three kids and you have uh responsibilities, getting them to, to training and whatever. So I tell you what suffers I know for myself. Um uh your diet suffers, yeah. doesn't it? You know, I mean it's very easy to just um You know, whip in here and get grab something on the run all the time, and something on the run is normally uh, loaded with calories. And uh, yeah, just it it, it really quickly it gets away on you, doesn't it?
2: It is so true. Your time poor and everyone once again would do the same thing. Yeah on the way home from the races tonight, nothing's open. You're into McDonald's having a, a burger yeah. in, your, in your lap before you know it. And it, it, you, you sort of say to yourself, well, oh, this will be the last time. And that never actually comes <laughs> to a conclusion. But you're right, Sam, racing now, massive demands. I love what I do, so I'm certainly not complaining. But it is very challenging for all our staff. You know, we troll Tuesday, race Wednesday, Thursday. We race Friday nights. We're back there Saturday and we also race Sunday. So it's relentless and... Um, you know, we're going to see more night racing once the Gold Coast opens up as well. So I think, and I think I've spoken about this before, there's going to be massive industry challenges yep. uh, in years to come. The dynamics of how we train and what we do and the times we do it at, it's simply got to um, have some sort of resolution because it purely and simply is, it's just not um, sustainable. And I've actually started to incorporate over the last six m- months, a, a rotational roster from the staff. So someone is having, um, guaranteed days off throughout the week, which, you know, news gone by probably is something that never really happened. So we're trying to work through it, but it is challenging for sure.
4: Uh, now, due to your poor time, well, not poor time management, but due to the uh, the concerns with time management, what you've gone and done is opened up another stable. So that'll really <laughs> help proceedings.
2: <laughs> well, I'm very blessed, Chris, and the only reason I can do this is I've got two long-time staff members who uh are extremely talented in what they do and their sisters laura and hannah uh have both been with me laura was a a foreman at the Freedman stable for, for many years and uh Annabalis has been with me for six or seven they've both moved to Bowen; that's where their family are from and yep. uh i could literally uh leave them there for the next 10 years and it, it would run as a, a well-oiled machine and like any business you're only as good as your staff and i've got two of the best anywhere in australia up there running that uh, little stable it's not A big facility, it's only small, but I actually threw it out there to them as a joke uh, a little while ago and they absolutely um, relished the opportunity. We'll only have a half a dozen horses up there at any one stage, but whilst we always go to the sales trying to identify metropolitan and stakes horses, the reality is that's not always going to be the case. So if we can move them up to, to that North Queensland district and try and squeeze a little bit more juice out of the lemon for our owners, and I think it's a wonderful opportunity, so um, that's the reason behind it. And uh, you know, there's some good cutest prize money up there as well. We cool. won a cutest race the other day, and we won twenty-five grand. So not, not, not worth not going. That's for sure.
4: No, I, I agree, and I've been saying it to to some people for a long time. It's worth getting a horse or two up that way because the prize money is good. So you're saying six horses. But will, will you possibly buy horses just to race up in that area? And will there be opportunities for owners to get involved that aren't involved with you at the moment? Oh,
2: absolutely. And, look, we don't charge what we charge down here to train a horse in North Queensland. It's it's a little bit less, obviously, our costs, as far as our rent is concerned. I mean, are not as high up there as they are at Eagle Farm. So it, it's, it's, it, it's certainly more affordable. And uh, absolutely, we welcome... Um, People to get involved, in, and we have actually bought a couple of tried horses for the intent purpose of sending them up there because, as you know, if you send the right horse, they can go through their gap grades, and yeah, quite easy to win 150,000 up there with the, with the right sort of tough sprinter. That's for sure. There's a lot of Big Macs in 150,000,
4: <laughs> you don't want any more of those Sam. <laughs> <Tim. laughs>
2: No, we're on a salad sandwiches now, Samuel.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so how do people, if they want to get involved, um, and, you know, that's something that I'd like to get involved in. I think there's, there's opportunities up there. So if someone wants to get involved, just contact your um, stable, get on your
2: website. Tom.au, that's exactly right, Because Actually, we just bought a really, really beautiful three-year-old horse the other day called Good Girl. Uh, it's come from the Metropolitan Stable. Uh she was a three hundred and thirty thousand dollar yearling. We bought her for fifty grand. Uh we might even she's still Bob's, might even try her over the border. Um if not we'll send her up north. I think she's gonna have a terrific residual value to herself. Um she's by Star Turn and um she's got a half sister going through by capitalist in the English East. Uh sorry, Classic Salem two weeks. So there's one that you can get into that yep. that we'll be racing within the next ten weeks that I think you'll get your money back, not only through prize money, but also through when we, we decide to retire and become a mum.
4: Now, you uh, you just cut out there. Was it andersonracing.com.au? That's correct.
2: Okay, okay, you just cut out there. Now,
4: uh, upcoming runners. Uh, what have we got coming up over the weekend? We have, I'm just looking now, Sunshine Coast tonight. If these three are all running, I haven't checked. I'm guessing Outback Boom might be a scratching from that barrier. Am
2: I right there? It- She's out. Yeah, that's correct.
4: Barnes and Artie Pants.
2: Barnes definitely goes there on each way. Chance off a couple of nice trials, always improving off the back of a debut, of course. And I reckon Artie Pants is the best valued ruffie from my out of my stable this weekend. I think it's certainly worth having something on. Trial well. A couple of dollars on each way.
4: Yeah, the trial was. good. Trolled well and
2: has a, had a little soft jump out Tuesday as well, Chris. So. Um, yeah, it went really well. She's had a throat operation since she went around last preparation. She had tie forward surgery. So uh, hopefully that helps her airways and her breathing. We've notified stewards so I can't get in strife. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think she's a really nice little sprinting horse. So I, I certainly give her a chance here at odds in, in what looks to be a very, very strong three-year-old race uh, tonight.
4: Now, when I was doing the form for this meeting... Um... Bailey Wheeler stood out. I hadn't heard of him before. Obviously, he's had a look. He's been doing his riding in New South Wales.
2: A very talented uh, apprentice. I think he'll be the leading uh, provincial apprentice next year, and I think he'll be the leading metropolitan apprentice uh, Ah. after that. I think he's a serious, serious talent. He probably got caught up in a big system in, in New South Wales that didn't suit him as an individual. He's had 460 rides. He's ridden 70 winners. Uh, very strong. Uses a stick in left and right hands. I'll let Sam assess him tonight and come back to me in my assessment. But um, he is a really, really talented uh, apprentice with a very, very bright future.
1: Wow. Looking forward to that. Now, uh, Eagle Farm tomorrow. We don't see enough of him at the races. Uh, streaker in race number five.
4: <laughs> don't know if we want to. <laughs> What's that? Streakers. What are we talking?
2: We don't. Sam said we don't see
4: enough streakers at
2: the races. Uh, and the best named horse in the stable by Deep Field out of Naked in the Spa. Um, very very nice horse that uh, had really good ability. He's just a very soft bone horse. He's had skeletal issues, unfortunately, his whole life. Hence why he's so lightly raced. Probably would have been in the winner's circle had he not drawn two bad gates. Uh, this time back, he's just been luckless. He's deservant of a, of a, of a win. Uh, he gets his chance tomorrow, and obviously they're all tough races, Saturday class, and I guess the most pleasing thing, was he's got to carry the 60 kilos, he's drawn a good gate, and that'll certainly have him in the race a long way. I, I think he goes there a terrific chance.
4: His run last start was terrific because he sat wide without any cover, yet his uh, closing sectional was quite strong. He was very strong to the line considering he, he was entitled to just fold.
2: He was super, Chris. Yeah, you spot on. Um, Barry Edges cost him on that occasion, unfortunately, and he only just missed the start before after, you know, being first up off a long break. So, yeah, he's, um, I, I would think, a really good chance there tomorrow afternoon.
4: All right. Now, your stable uh, up north is going to be at Bowen, or is at Bowen. Uh, you're going to have six horses or so. Have you got six there now yet?
2: Uh, we've probably got about three or four up there at the moment. Yep. And... Um, just wanting to send the ride horses there as well. Horses sure. that we know will, will cope with a bit of trouble. And the reason, Chris, we've gone to Bowen, Bowen's had some significant track upgrades. It's got a beautiful cover of grass, it's got great stabling facilities, stables with, with yards at the back. Our horses have gone up and have come back and have done so well from it. And Bowen's in the middle of Townsville and Mackay, so the travel isn't as, as testing for them. It's only two hours either way, uh, as opposed to being in Townsville or in Mackay and we probably recognise those two jurisdictions as being along with Cairns, I'm not going to say the weakest, but um, certainly not as strong as Rockhampton where we do see quite a few South East Queensland trainers visit so uh, there's a reason for Bowen and and, and that's it. All right, that
4: sounds good. I'm sure it'll be a success, Chris Uh, I I know it will be Uh, Have a great uh, success over the weekend also, Streaker should run a a terrific race and uh, of course tonight you've got a couple going around also, so all the best We'll catch up with you soon. And as we let you go, we'll actually play your first – Well, you calling it North Queensland? I suppose we have to call it North Queensland. North Queensland winner, and that was Lamborghini recently. So as we say goodbye to you, we'll play the replay of Lamborghini. Winning at uh, was it Townsville? It was Townsville.
1: He's just he's just got out of his Lamborghini to talk to us at the (laughs) petrol station on on his phone. And what I'm glad about is I said it's no problems talking about next to the Bowser on your phone. It's a
4: complete myth.
1: I haven't heard any. And he's still there.
4: He's still there. (laughs) As far as we know. I got to go, fellas.
2: I got I got two policemen just waiting to see me here. (laughs) See you, Chris. (laughs) on you, lads. Thanks for having me.
4: Thank you. Further back was Fedor. Baby Guinness is a mile back as they get to the 200, and Lamborghini is out by two lengths. Our addiction sticking to its guns. They were followed by Wicked Chance down the outside. Arty's lad from Lord Power, but Lamborghini's much too good. Lamborghini wins by two and a half.
1: is The Pundits Mate on
4: SEM? Welcome back to The punters Mate on this Friday afternoon. You are with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland. And joining us, Sammy, is uh, Maddie Hoisted, of course, who's one half of the Hoisted or O'Day Hoisted training team who just keep training winner after winner after winner. Good afternoon to you, Matt. Good morning, guys. How's things uh, in the uh, O'Day Hoisted stable? We'll be pretty, uh, pretty happy training plenty of winners.
0: Yeah, no. Look, teams teams head, heading uh, along really good. I'm actually down in Melbourne at the moment, so okay. um, yeah, freezing down here, and <laughs> everyone up there sweating it in the in the in the heat. But um, oh, yeah. no, I look, obviously down with the team down here, so no, really, um, no things are going good. So so can't be happier.
4: If you uh, if you jumped on a plane in Melbourne and landed in Brisbane, or vice versa, you would think you lived in a different country. It's just so different at the <laughs> moment, isn't it?
0: Absolutely insane. Absolutely froze this morning, and, and it hasn't really warmed up at all throughout the day. So, um, <laughs> in complete polar opposite to what, what everyone is up there sweating their guts out oh, up in yeah. Queensland. Matt,
1: where, where do you where do you ha- have the horses based when you're in Melbourne?
0: Uh, we're at Flemington. Yep. So. Yeah, no, we're in the in the same um yeah, same boxes as we were when we were down for the spring. So it's been been like a really easy transition, obviously, back to a familiar surroundings for the horses and um no, they've
4: uh, all settled in really well. Alrighty, now you're seeing you're in Melbourne. Let's start with the horses that you have got down there. Of course, uncommon James is the one we really want to know most about. How's he going?
0: Yeah, they look really well. Uh, look obviously they had a had a bit of an easy time. They they landed here uh last Thursday, so they've been here just over a week. But um no, look uncommon, James had a, had a nice paired up gallop on Tuesday morning on the grass and I couldn't be happy with the way that he's his work there, we'll, we'll head to Sandown on Tuesday morning and give him a bit of a look there. Obviously, with the uh, with Caulfield out of play, uh, the big races there are going to be at Sandown this year. So, uh, yeah, give him a bit of a look there on the course proper Tuesday morning. And, yeah, all systems go for next Saturday. But, yeah, couldn't be couldn't be happy with the way that he's going. So, yeah, just hoping that he's he's going to be able to measure up down here. I
4: don't think they have any problem about that. Uh, he's, so he's got over all of those or any... I know it wasn't a big issue that he had, but he's that's all clear now? That's all cleared up?
0: Yeah, 100%. Look, it was it was all that sort of bit of fill had, had really sort of come out within 48 hours of, of when we sort of pulled pin. And like we said, it just was the fact that he was, he, he missed the final lead in Gallop to the, the Chautauqua and in turn, the Chautauqua was going to be a lead into the into the group one. So um, yeah, that's why we, we just wanted to look after him. And yeah, it's been the best thing for him there he's been, haven't had any issue whatsoever. We had, had a faultless prep to date with him. So um, yeah, really looking forward to him stepping out in the Rubiton.
4: Now, Shooting for Gold and Scalopini are the other two you've got down there in Melbourne. How are they coming along?
0: Yeah, really well. Shooting for Gold just had a bit of an easy time. He won't run until the Oakley plate. Uh, So, obviously, he's a dynamite horse fresh. I was really happy with his run there, Milton day obviously just uh you know king of sparta just grows a leg up in queensland especially at the gold coast and was a bit too good for us there but uh you know Sandown should really suit him he'll get right down in the weight so um you know looking forward to forward to seeing how he can go there and yeah scalopini's uh really good just obviously missed the kick a bit there millions Day. so got mm. a little bit further back than we needed and over the 1200 that was Always going to be the only little concern whether they're just going to be a bit sharp for him, but um, yeah, look, he's bound through it well. He'll just go to a listed 1,400 metre race uh, two weeks uh, tomorrow, and um, yeah, look, he looks,
4: looks, should be well placed there. Shalo, very impressive winning uh, the Sunshine Coast Cup last Saturday.
0: Yeah, look, really, really, um, really good for the team. It's been a been a um yeah i suppose a plan well executed uh you know we did have the temptation of possibly running her running her on millions day thought she was going well enough to to justify going to the Mayor's race but um trilogy we happy just to wait you know the 14 at the sunshine coast a track that was really going to suit her we know mm. she's she's you know absolutely dynamite fresh and yeah, we couldn't have been happy with the way that she'd she'd prepped up for that, and um, you know it's just great to see her see her sort of get back to some of that early form, and you know it gives us a bit of confidence in our targeting her for the winter.
4: Now you've got some uh, good runners, well some some good chances at uh, Eagle Farm tomorrow. But before we get to Eagle Farm tomorrow, I've just about declared one of yours tonight at the Sunshine Coast. So, Maddie, I need all the help I can get to to land a winner. Gap Year, I thought looked just perfectly placed in race six. Please tell me I'm right.
0: Yeah, I hope so. Look, she just so had nothing really go go right the last two two runs. Um, you know, this is in this sort of grade. It's the reason of bringing her back to this is to um, try and give her a bit of a soft kill, I guess you could say. She I think she's going well enough. If she went to a metro race, she'd be she'd be pretty competitive in in you know, even probably a little bit higher grade than what she meets tonight. And I think just key for her is drawing drawing out a little bit. She's drawn really soft her last two, and that's that sort of been her downfall she's a she's obviously a uh, you know a Dundee mare that's sort of been looking for this sort of ground now and the fact that she's just been sort of cluttered up in behind him over uh, these trips and not ge- allowing her an opportunity to build to her gears has, has been her downfall so big track uh, out to the mile um, she gets a fair few ticks and no knock from us I think she'll be pretty hard to beat yeah.
1: a good hot tempo uh, providing good hot tempo is that she she's just allowed to find her feet?
0: Yeah, look not saying she has to be sort of too far back in there, uh but you know, we'll just come out nice and neutral to be, make sure she's she's sort of switching off. Ben knows her really well. So, um, you know, she'll just get into a get a bit of cover wherever she's she's sort of comfortable and, and look as long as she's able to, you know, to be able to work to her gears, you know, sort of inside the six hundred, you know, would like to hope that she can she can be finishing off too strong for, you know, horses in this grade.
4: Yeah, she just gives me the impression. I mean, you mentioned she's by a done Deal, and that's a big tick getting out to the sixteen hundred metres. But she didn't look to have that sort of dash or turn of foot. But over the, but she did look to be a steady sort of finishing off last time, steadily, nice and steadily. So I don't know. I just can't see any of these in this field going with her. She just looks links above them for mine. But I've said that a few times lately. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I hope you're right. Oh, hey, so it's just right. in those shorter courses, she, she just, she's just a, a bit of a momentum horse. And yes. unfortunately, just at, at vital times, she just sort of wasn't able to, to start sort of working into the race and sort of had to be held up, held up. And she's not that sort of sit-sprint uh, type of mare. So, um, you know, getting to this trip and being able to, to build through her gears at the right time, which that gate should allow her to, um, you know, we should see her, her finish off, as you said. Hopefully too strong for
4: these. Hopefully. Now, race five tomorrow at Eagle Farm are the first of your runners. That feels better. And buying time, buying time, very, very yeah. impressive.
0: Yeah, look, he's a, I think he's a, a pretty serious horse. Uh, buying time, he's, um, you know, been one that's just been a bit of a mentally, you know, mentally a bit of a slow maturer. Um, but look, couldn't be couldn't be happy with the way that he's, he's bounced through that really nice first up win. Um, yeah, look, this looks a nice logical progression to get to Saturday grade. Obviously, the gate's a little bit sticky. Uh, but look, we'll just come out nice and quiet on the gate, just have him land where he's comfortable, and um, yeah, I think he's he's destined destined for things better than uh, better than, than uh, you know sort of a class three on a Saturday, and hope that he can he can um, you know keep keep progressing through the grades.
4: Hang 5 in race 6 is uh, another runner you've got tomorrow. Now, he's a horse that, look, he caught the eye first start running on. 1,400 metres looks ideal, but he has sort of promised before and not delivered. Do you think he's a different horse this time around?
0: Yeah, it definitely is it's it's the um he was obviously disappointing at, at doom and sort of last preparation he just mentally just wasn't quite there uh, but look he definitely seems to have put it all together this preparation and key's just getting into to Eagle farm obviously Eagle farms you know track that his one out before um, and now getting to the this sort of trip um, yeah I think it's it's you know a few real ticks in his in his favor he's always been one that's shown really nice ability and just mentally probably hasn't hasn't quite been there um, but as I said I think the you know the riding was on the wall first up that he's he's really come back a more more mature horse and um, look we have couldn't have been happy with the way that he's progressed since that first up run so yeah he should be um, he should be hard to beat there tomorrow
1: Matt uh, with with Eagle Farm is how how are horses uh, pulling up after after racing at Eagle Farm it's obviously obviously uh, it's it's you know they've had a bit of uh, tried to or they've put a different profile through the grass I mean. Early doors, it was racing too firm and, and horses were, were not uh, pulling up so well early days. But is it is it a lot better now?
0: Yeah, well and truly, especially since, obviously, it's been a change of the grass. Uh, um, you know, there was obviously Grand Prix Tuchin now that they've, they've sort of line-planted all that kai and it's taken over uh, the track. It's just got a, a lot better grass coverage and, in turn, you know, allowing that bit of extra cushion. Uh, look, there's no doubt it always does race a little bit firm, um, but it's it's a hell of a lot better than what it was. we well, personally, just uh, can only obviously talk from our stable, but all our horses are pulling up fine, never haven't been having any issues whatsoever. And, um, you know, it's definitely shooting a lot more horses than it was early in the in the piece. So, um, yeah, it just gives us a bit of confidence now, especially obviously coming into our carnival. You know, I think it's going to be in the best, uh, you know, the track's going to be in the best, um, you know, Present the best that it has in a long time uh, this this sort of coming winter. So uh, yeah, really looking forward to looking forward to having the better horses on it.
4: Matty, thanks for your time this afternoon. Good luck tomorrow. Good luck going forward uh, during the Melbourne campaign, and uh, especially good luck tonight with Gap Year.
0: Cheers. Thanks a lot.
4: <laughs> thanks, Matty Hoistead joining us there from Melbourne. Always so generous with his time. Is uh, is Matty Sammy? You know what the hardest thing is when you go to Melbourne, as Maddie's done. You don't have the wardrobe for that cold weather anymore. Yeah, I, I, I don't have it. I don't want it.
1: It's, uh, that's funny, isn't it? Because, uh, well, obviously I was just down home, uh, recently at Christmas time and, uh, we were with, uh, Ben and Karen another family that, that, uh, went with us and, uh, Karen found us So when we are in Port Ferry, Karen found us up buying a couple of jumpers and she goes, I was not prepared for this no. day, how cold it gets. You no. know? And I said, yeah, it's, it's, she's going like it's summer. And I got, yeah, but it still gets cold at night.
4: I know, I know. It's <laughs> just, uh, you don't need those clothes at all. Here. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's another story. Uh, I think it's time to have a chat to Gibbo to see if he's got any specials for the Gold Coast or anywhere else. Uh tomorrow.
1: On the Gold Coast in the sunshine, a holiday paradise.
4: I'm not one hundred percent sure it's quite a holiday paradise uh, with the weather we're experiencing at the moment. Gibbo down there on the Gold Coast, a little bit muggy. A little bit muggy?
3: Yeah, um, hot. There'll be storms for sure. It's good because you get a bit of rain, that just sucks it all back up and makes it so huge. about 110% <laughs> humidity every day. How yeah, good.
1: Gibbo, you do your best work when it's hot, don't you?
3: <laughs> 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 I'd like to think so.
4: <laughs> all right. Now, we had our first meeting on the Polytrack at the Gold Coast last Saturday. Uh, what were your thoughts there, Gibbo?
3: Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was okay. The uh, track will obviously keep improving, I think, with time. That's what I'm being told. Um, a couple come from behind, sort of a, a little leaderish, maybe. Um, four of the seven favourites ones. So, I don't know, I guess kind of what we expected. Um, probably the hardest thing with it is just, you know, small fields, you're always going to have a couple of shorties. Something has to be short when there's only six or seven it. So that's, yeah. that's the thing that I would hope sort of improves going forward is, you know, once they race on their track, they like it, and hopefully we can get, you know, once, once you start getting 10 and 12 in a race, it's a lot lot better to bet into.
4: Sammy wants to know if you can uh, find out where the hole is that I'm Pinker fell into in that uh, first race last Saturday. <laughs> you see the race, Sammy? No. I yeah. didn't. Your horse from uh, Rocky, uh, that fast one, I'm Pinker. Oh, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. That's right. He stopped yeah.
4: pretty quick. He went pretty quick, and then he it stopped go, just as goes. fast. It goes it, it, fast. It's fast. Yeah, yeah, it, um, yeah, it
3: got ridden like a motorbike. <laughs> It's um, a quarter and horse, a, and, isn't it? Out of pe- and it run out of petrol at the three hundred. Geez, <laughs> it was a long way in front. You couldn't believe it would get beat by like that fellow so far in front.
4: No, no, it might be a, a real short course horse. That one, <laughs> really short course. Yeah,
3: it? yeah. If they could just hold it up a little bit, it might just, it might be a lot better. But uh, obviously, you've got to,
4: you got to learn that as you go. All righty, tips for the poly track tomorrow.
3: Ah, jeez, where to start? Look, uh, obviously prices will, will dictate it, but. Race three, number one, Zucan Toucan. Uh, just a $520,000 purchase, if you don't mind. Um, wow. Boys, yeah. You know, in a, a, a track maiden I um, only had a few start. Look, far less convictions than these. Sort of loom last time. Maybe needed the run. So I just think well-placed because there's maybe two chances in it. It's, it's a pretty ordinary race. So I think Zucan Toucan... Can run really well. Um, it's well-placed. Look, race five, Hubby Barty will win, but I think it'll just come up a ridiculous price. So um, anywhere near dollar eighty, and that I'd just be taking. Yep. Uh, race six, number one, Tavi Sam. Oh, yeah. Look, has raced well and, and, and won better races than this. Trolled here well the other day. Um, just looked comfortable on the track, which is a big tick for me. Probably leads on the fence. yeah. Just really well-placed. I think Tavisan will be winning too. Race 6, number 1, I think they're probably the best couple.
4: All right. So race 3, number 1, Zucan, Toucan. Race 5, number 1, Hubby Barty at around $1.80 is what we're looking for there. Uh, and race 6, number 1, the speedy Tavisan, who wears the yellow colours.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yep. will right. be
4: winning. What about the rest of the country? Uh, Eagle Farm or anywhere else? Anything you like?
3: Yeah, I thought Eagle Farm maybe... I thought race eight, number four, point-counterpoint was probably the best each way, but there's been a bit of money for it now. But um, yeah, I could have a good bet, point-counter bet, and also make Mohican Heights a,
4: a winning result in the same race. Okay, so race eight, you're looking at uh, point-counterpoint and Mohican, Mohican Heights. Nothing else? That's it? All done? No, that's it. Thank you. All right, Gibbo. Thanks for your time this week. uh, uh oh, before you go, the podcast. Yep. Anyone that wants to listen to the podcast, where do they go?
3: I uh, just go to Spotify or Apple and
4: yep. just look for Two Flogs. Two Flogs.
3: <laughs> <Okay>.
4: <laughs> the Two Flogs <laughs> podcast. It was sitting at number three yeah. in the Australian rankings there at one stage. Are we still there? Yeah, or... yeah.
3: The, it was for the comedy, yeah. So we'll just see how we go this week. But uh, I like the episode, so maybe go and check it out. It's called Two Picasso.
4: Sounds interesting. I won't ask you any more questions <laughs> about that. <laughs> All right. Until Thanks, we get off here. Thanks, Gibbo. Have a great weekend. See you, later. All righty, Gibbo joining us there as he does each and every week. Uh, Sammy, got any tips over the weekend? What are you counting uh, on? Chris, Eagle Farm,
1: race nine, number eight, Pentito. Yep. Now, I tipped it at, uh, at the Gold Coast and uh, it ran well, yep. ran well. And I think it can go better here at Eagle Farm where it has run well before at, uh, at the farm. So... I just think it's it's due, Pentito. Ben Thompson stay on board. Drawn the one gate, thirteen hundred. Boom. I think you can get ten dollars about Pentito. Kyneton. Kyneton. Race seven. Number three, Catskill Mountain, will be
4: winning. Race get seven, number three. That. Catskill Mountain. It'll be winning. Okay. So Pantito in the last at Eagle Farm, Catskill Mountain in the seventh race at Kyneton, number three. Nothing else?
1: Uh, Toowoomba's
4: back tomorrow night.
1: Okay. Well, let's go to Toowoomba. Right. Race five, number one, Capitan de Saga. Okay. okay. Let's go. Race five, number one. It'll be improved into this preparation uh, with a
4: bit of time under its belt, and I think it can salute. All right, I will go to the Sunshine Coast tonight. Race six, number six, Gap Year, who Maddie Hoisted gave us a good push for, and I'm glad about that. Eagle Farm tomorrow, race three, number eight, Vaccine. Um, might be the last chance for me for the third time. The vaccine goes on top. Race four, number five, Albert was ridden way too close last time, and it can bounce back. King Cap is a good thing, but a good thing's price, race seven, number five. And we're not allowed to tip odds on horses anymore in any of these shows, no. Sammy. So. No. Uh, I'll just say, if it gets out to black figures, then King Kappa's the, the best of the day. Bit of value, race thanks, six, thanks number five. Thanks to Jonathan
1: Davies yes. putting his foot down.
4: That's right. I knew From Aquas,
1: JD, from Aquas, said
4: yeah. no more. No more. Race six, number five, centre bounce each way at Eagle Farm as well. Uh, I didn't mind one in uh, in Sydney. Race nine, number four, Kettle Hill, one of Ma Eustace's. Now, this one ran a, a really good race. First Australian start at Sandown back in December. Uh, went up in distance, ran okay, then dropped in distance, which wasn't suitable. Back to uh, a longer trip at Ramwick tomorrow. I think will run really well. So race nine, number four, Kettle Hill. How long have we got left, uh, Cohen, before the music starts to play?
2: I've oh, got a couple of minutes, have boys. We? Yeah, we still uh, got another minute or two.
4: Sammy, I yeah. saw from the uh, the jockey club in uh, in England that yes. they've relaxed the uh, the. Uh, dress codes for the races over there. What does it exactly mean? What do they wear to the races in England? I don't well, know. Well,
1: it's very traditional over there and and you you know, it's always um it's always uh in your favour to turn up with a, a colour and tie on and a nice jacket and, and be sharp. Even you know? if you're it's out in the outer very traditional. It's very yes, even if you're in the outer, of you know, it's just it's just the English way, isn't it? Okay. So I guess now they're saying, Yep, we're gonna we're gonna We're going to drop it a little bit and you can just roll up in your jeans and, and you know, I I don't think, I don't think they want any fancy dress or. No, they don't. They don't want any crazy behavior. No. But, but, you know, it's smart. Just smart. I I suppose. um,
2: You have to wear shoes. Yeah. Oh, well, do you? I don't know. Can you
1: wear thongs? I don't know if thongs would
4: be I, the I, idea. I've anything. never Who'd seen wear? this
2: man wear shoes in my life.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Who would wear thongs? I mean, how often would you need to wear thongs in England anyway? Well, it does get hot, but not for long. Yeah, not for long. <laughs>
1: not for long. <laughs> 24 is a hot day for them. They, yeah, they get
4: everything off. You reckon they cope with the humidity right now. <laughs> but they told me it does get humid there.
1: Does it? Yeah, well, a little bit. Not, uh... No, it's I, – I, I've never really experienced uh, – I know that when it gets to 24, that's that's like a, a 30 degrees day for here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they, well. they love it. And they love getting out and getting a tan, the pump. Well, they that's right. It. it doesn't last long. I don't know when
2: sure. to go home. They're that red and they still go in the sun. <laughs> that's right.
4: And then they peel and then
2: – Yeah. They're back at it.
4: I know. Anyway. Oh, well, we'll see how that goes and uh, what happens there. But, I mean, you've still got to dress up at places like Royal Ascot if you're going that big week of the year, which is fair enough. Sammy, thanks for your time this afternoon, as usual. To everyone out there, please join us again same time next week. Hope you back plenty of winners over the weekend.